0: Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Saturday, October the 8th, 2022. My name is Stephen Carnegie, and welcome to This is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day, Kalonga which means to talk privately or to confer. Kalog. I hope everyone's enjoying their Saturday or will enjoy their Saturday. Uh, Weekend is here. Finally, we made it. We made it. Been uh, somewhat of a sort of a long week. Uh, I got to say it seemed a little bit odd and off, but we finally made it to the weekend. We finally made it to the weekend. Uh, A lot of you are off. I'm not. I'm working the entire weekend. Can't complain, though. Uh, uh, Past couple of weeks, I've had at least one day off on the weekend, so I can't complain. It was only a matter of time before I go back to the grind. (laughs) It just was, just was. Man, weather here in North Carolina is going to shape up to be a beautiful fall day. Brisk temperatures, uh, temps are expected to be near the 70s. And that's an extreme fall off from where we were a month or so ago. Uh, It just is. Uh, of course, the night they're saying the temps are going to get down into the 40s. Here comes uh, that uh, quite possibly in some of the other counties outside of where I stay at. They could receive a frost warning early, early, early. But uh, in the northern part of the United States, there, the, hey, the cold air, that Canada trough that everyone knows has dipped down and they are going to flat out get some frost overnight, man. Ah, Got to love the fall. Got to love the fall, I must say. And also, hey, some college football today. A lot of great games on. But the main game I'm waiting on is that UNC and Miami game around four this afternoon. Man, uh, let's see what UNC can do. Uh, last week, they put a hurting on uh, Virginia Tech. Put 41 points on the board, I believe. So let's see if they can continue their winning ways. Uh you never know about UNC, much like my uh, <laughs> my Chicago Bears. Uh, I don't know which one is going to give me a coronary first. Take your pick, take your pick. But, uh, yeah, I most definitely will be eyeballing that game. Hey, I, I am a UNC fan, basketball and football, so we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. Hey, and also, man, look, uh, we all know uh, Chris Cuomo. You know, the former CNN anchor and brother of the former disgraced governor of New York. Uh, Well, excuse me. It appears Chris Cuomo has uh, a new show after he was fired from CNN for sexual misconduct allegations. Uh, It's a call in talk show on the News Network News Nation. I'm sorry. And uh, doesn't look like it's going so well for uh, Mr. Cuomo. Man. Uh, in the one snippet that has been released is um, there was one caller that called in and they were trying to get his uh, attention. And finally, in a muffled voice, it appears that he said it's over and it was followed by what sounded like a fart. (laughs) Flactuance, what in the world? (laughs) Why would you waste your time calling in? (laughs) Why would you waste your time calling in just to do that, uh, I, I don't know the, the 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 buffoonery of some folks. I, I should say, it makes you wonder. It makes you wonder. But yeah, it doesn't appear. old oh, Chris Cuomo's show's doing too well, man. Hey, hey, you know, people haven't forgotten what happened. You know, uh, he was one of the main. He was out there out front w- during that Me Too movement, talking about uh, disrespecting and disgracing women. And just using them for your own misogynistic uh feelings. And turns out he was doing the same exact thing. Him and his brother looked like they because they both were on the forefronts. They were both out there doing that me too moment uh, uh years ago. And turns out they were doing the same thing. Hmm. Well, wow. nah, still doesn't look too well for him, still doesn't look too well for him. Uh the White House uh, and dealing with uh Putin. Uh, They're not scaling back, but they're trying to, uh, I guess, explain more in depth what came from President Biden when he said that uh, the possibility of Russia and their nuclear war is Armageddon to which the likes the U.S. hasn't seen since the Cuban Missile Crisis back in the 60s under uh, then President John F. Kennedy. So they're trying to scale back and say, well, he may may not want to use the Armageddon. But uh, Putin, most definitely, they're saying, has the capability. Nothing new. We we all know about uh, Putin. <laughs> we all know about Putin. And man, uh, moving on down further down, man, what is going? On? <laughs> North Korea is a, is is at it. Apparently, uh, they fired some missiles over the island of Japan this week, and it has many on heightened alert because when those missiles started flying, those. Uh, In Japan, they went to high alert. Man, well, like I always say, uh, I never quite understand why those in power feel the need to intimidate and bully. They just do. But hey, Putin and and now North Korea, they're worried about that. What in the world is going on in this world? It's a continuation of things, I guess, how people or leaders choose to roll. And their leadership, I guess, I guess, man. We'll see what happens. We'll see. what. still no word or not too much word on those uh, Russian citizens, defectors, and those that are dodging, going into service uh, for the Putin war, as they say. They say it's not their problem, not their fight, not their plight. So they're fleeing the country. The borders are being overran. And so much so, a few of them are going towards Alaska, a United States. Part of the United States, I should say. It's a state. So I, I'm wondering, and I'm questioning, like I did earlier in the week, what in the world is the uh, President Biden going to do? You got a border crisis to the South, and you quite possibly could have a border crisis to the extreme North. If those folks are fleeing Russia like they're saying, man, stand by to stand by. I don't know how that's going to work out. I just don't. I just don't. We'll see. We will see. We will see. Keep you guys posted on that. Man, certainly there's a lot going on. It is. It just is. All right. Let's go get it. We want to get it a little early today because it's Saturday. Yeah, I have to go to work. So I'm going to dive into what something I really wanted to talk to you guys about because I read a very interesting article. I I just did. It was very interesting. And and this article, it is um, like I say most times, most days, you know, on here, I tell you guys, I still read the newspaper. And at the beginning of this article, it starts out talking about uh, how we were once upon a time in this country. I can remember. I remember oh so well. Um, just striking up a general conversation with someone, like sitting at a bus stop and, and talking about current events and what's going on a- around us here in this country. Uh, you know, I-, I can remember as a kid, as odd as it sounds now in this day and time. Uh, sitting at the bus stop with my mother and someone that was reading a newspaper just striking up a conversation with her and others around about what is going on in the country, in the world. Um, That art form or or that way of conversating has now all all but been done away with because now everybody has a phone and everybody's head is down and their fingers are moving, touching the screen and and scrolling. Uh, Yeah, it is odd that most people, they they just don't read the newspaper anymore. But that's not uh, the main problem, or or that's one of the problems, because what this article uh, talks about is the, the literacy rate in this country and how it has skyrocketed in the past years. According to the U.S. Department of Education, half of the adult population here in this country can't read above a sixth grade level. Wow. Let me say that again. According to the U.S. Department of Education, half of the adult population in this country cannot read above a sixth grade level. Mm. Uh, I would say I'm surprised, but I'm not. Uh I, I'm just not. Then the article goes on to say the literacy the literacy problem is not restricted to adults, but the American children as well. Most uh American children, what they're saying. Uh, their reading is maybe two grades behind the grade that they're at. Their grade level. They aren't on grade level. Now, at one point in time, there was an article, uh, or, or there were some statistics that came out years ago, where they're saying we were that the United States was taking a has taken major steps towards uh, curbing the literacy problem in this country, and they're making strides and they're making leeway. Well, what happened? Well, one of the things I, I know firsthand. And we all do. COVID. Those numbers still haven't came out for their uh, literacy rate uh, after two years of being quarantined, pandemic and, and having to uh, do remote learning. But uh, the, the let's just say the preliminary numbers from the end of grade testing from the past couple of years, they're e- echoing this article and they're echoing loudly. We do have a literacy Problem in this country. We've always had a literacy problem in this country, and and one thing that this article says, and one thing that I know, and, and I'm not sure if many of you know, do you, education at one point in time from its uh, early inception, a, a, as far as uh, uh, what we now know as uh, public education, or even just going to get a college degree, or going back to the ancient times of Greek and Roman, it was uh, really truthfully. For the elite, what we call privilege now. Uh, everyone didn't get an education. Hell, everyone didn't even have a right to read. And, and it wasn't just slaves. This goes on throughout history. For the what we would term poor whites, uh, even like I said, even going back to the ancient times. Apparently the, the, the knowledge that's obtained from reading and being able to formulate your own ideas of, and opinions based on what you read was seen as a huge problem for those that were elite or privileged. And it was, that's just the educational path, not just here in the United States, but throughout the world. It's every, it was everywhere. There was only a few that could be, that were were selected if you were born into a, a well-known and respected and and a, a rich family, then yeah you furthered your education you you learned how to read early on and and further your education throughout your life. But if you were of that poor class of people because what one thing that this article says is this this was a class thing it was it was a class thing then, but maybe to those that were slaves, not maybe but actually it was a race thing. So that's where class and race comes into place. Major, uh, major component or components with their literacy, the literacy rate in this country and throughout the world, but more specifically here in the United States. Yeah, education at one point in time, it wasn't uh, the the public educational system that we enjoy now. It was not existent. It was non-existent. You, You just couldn't send your kids off to school. Yeah, a lot of them were working in the fields anyway. So that's another reason why the, you know, literacy or learning how to read wasn't prevalent. Just wasn't. But with, um, if I could bring it full circle to now and this day and age, with that statistic from the uh, the, the U.S. Department of Education of of adults, half of the adults in the United States not being able to read above a sixth grade level, that screams something to me. And I can tell you firsthand that that's it. that's accurate. I, I, I can tell you firsthand in my dealings day to day, like I keep saying, I work in retail, so I, I, I encounter a lot of people, young and old, black and white, male and female. I encompass and and I interact with all. It's not. I, I can tell you, it's not. Uh, it's not geared or it's not tied down to one race or one gender. It's everybody. I encounter it daily, uh, from the simple task of reading a pen pad as you make your payment with your credit or debit card. A lot of folks are are stumbling, bumbling, rumbling, and they're looking back to the other customers for help. And they're looking at you for help. And and I'm saying to myself. not to sound arrogant or facetious or heartless, I'm saying to myself from a common man's perspective, you're in here spending your own hard-earned money and you can't read this pen pad. Not shaming, but this is just something I, I'm observing and I'm questioning. Uh, Because whether they don't have the desire to learn or read, or I should say learn uh, learn how to read, or, or maybe they just have that uh, that block where they, you know, they can't comprehend certain things because uh, literacy just doesn't mean that you can't read word for word verbatim. It encompasses also that you can't understand what you're reading. So this goes back to your early childhood education and, and your parents too. You know, as a child, I can remember I started on a path when I started reading uh, my mother would have me at the kitchen table and hey, I couldn't get up until I told her and could explain what I just read. That was her thing. She was an old uh, farm girl, old sharecropper from she was born into a family of sharecroppers. So at an early age, she saw the importance of an education. And and, and just because she was a single black mother uh, on welfare, she made sure there was no way, no how. I was going to go through life using excuses not to learn to read and comprehend what you're reading. Uh, by the way, she also was the first in uh, the family to graduate from college. She went back to, uh, after she graduated high school, after she had me and I was uh, some of some age where I could, you know, fend for myself somewhat, she decided to go to college. Although it was a junior college or, or technical school, however you want to word it, she just didn't let life beat her to the point where she just gave up. She still went and furthered her education. The literacy problem here in the United States, it's like I said, with, with those of of ancient Rome and Greece, it was a privileged thing. Um, I can tie it in closely here with the internet also. That's why we now see a great push, from uh, those in, in, in political parties that are trying to expand and broaden that, that broadband, internet access. Because that that too now plays a contributing factor into education. We learned that from COVID. So yeah, that's why there's a push for uh, the, the internet. Now I can remember at one point in time, the internet, uh, it was so expensive. <laughs> it was so expensive that a lot of families didn't have it. They couldn't afford it. So it was a class thing. It just was. It wasn't just for blacks. that couldn't afford it. There were some whites that couldn't afford it also. So it echoed the old educational mindset or, or, or uh, mantra of education in any form, anything that could get you moving, get you to thinking, get you to comprehending and, and putting your voice out there. It was privilege. It was for a certain class, uh certain class that could afford it. So now that's why the literacy rate is high, and that's why now they're also encompassing the internet. They want to get uh, everyone access to broadband internet access out in the rural areas because those numbers for uh, literacy out in the rural areas are also pretty high. Um, to think that education is 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 something that's for the privileged or or the higher class people. In this world, not just in this country, but in this world, um, it seems and sounds extremely odd. Some may say even harsh, but I I think, and and I feel safe in saying this, when it comes down to your education and well-being and, and just personal perseverance in life, I think we all know at this point and stage in our life how important an education is and not just more specifically how important uh, important an education is, how important it is that you know how to read and comprehend what you are reading or have read. Because uh, going back to my interactions with people on a day to day basis, like I tell you, I, I can be there on that cash register and I can see people just that's just falling apart. For just putting in a pen, a pen for your, your your credit or debit card, and they're trying to read what is being said. I can be sitting behind someone in the ATM line, and I, I'm looking. I'm like, why are they taking so long? And then I, oh, they're reading. So yeah, everyone doesn't read and comprehend at the same speed. That's that's part of the, the literacy problem, also. It just is. And then I'm on I'm on an aisle and I'm working and and people come in and they're asking for a certain item and I'm saying uh yeah it's right here and, and they're looking at me like where um, I'm like right here 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 is here <laughs> there's there I'm not laughing but but it it kind of throws me it just does now with the older americans and older adults you know i can understand just like i told you my mother came from uh sharecroppers and 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 yeah, there were a lot of my family members, my older aunts and uncles and cousins that don't read too well or, or can't flat out read at all. Uh, that's just the reality of life here uh, for some of us. But what's really startling to me now, off of what this uh, this article talked about as far as children and and they're having issues with reading and a lot of them drop out of school. The young adults that come into this store where I work, that can't read, it totally blows my mind. In 2022, this article, like I said, it echoes and it echoes loudly. There are a lot, and I mean a lot, of young adults that can't read can't comprehend what they're reading or don't understand. They understand things in one way or, or, or one word. And when you say another word, they're completely thrown off and you can see it because their eyes, they're like deer caught in headlights. That's astonishing to me. Maybe it is a, na- a naivete on, on my part, not arrogance. I'm not being an arrogant facetious jerk here, but to see young adults, And when I say young adults, I mean teenagers or those in their 20s that can't read or can't comprehend what they're reading. And to know that they have a child that quite possibly, chances are, more than we want to admit, is going through the same thing because the parents didn't see the importance of an education. Like I said, there's a high number of dropouts. Kids get to a certain point in time, a certain point in school, and a lot of them drop out. Uh, when I was coming along, the dropout rate, yeah, it was high. And it usually happened in high school also, about the ninth grade or 10th grade. A lot of people started dropping out. I can remember being uh, at freshman orientation. I don't know how many of you guys can remember that, but there was an old thing that the, the whoever was leading the freshman orientation, whoever the, was the faculty advisor, they would have us all in the auditorium or sitting on the football field. And they would say, hey, look to your left, look to your right. Chances are, by the time you graduate, you won't see this person. They will have dropped out. We started out with a uh, thousand or so. By the time I got through my four years of high school, we were down to just a few hundred. And I mean a few hundred. So, yeah. The literacy rate uh, among these young people is an extreme, huge problem. That really isn't being addressed or tackled. Uh, I hate to sound like a, a, a an old blowhard, but it's going to take a community effort. It's going to take the parents getting involved. It's going to take the parents going up to these schools and see what's going on with your kids and, and watching them at home, checking that homework. But for whatever reason, a lot of parents... Uh, Like I said, when I see those young adults inside this store and I realize they have a child with them, just like with those young adults that are now parents with a child, their parents didn't see the need of an education and understanding and comprehending what you were reading. They don't either. The cycle continues. It just does. The cycle continues. What does it end? It ends with you. It starts and ends with you, the individual person, and you taking accountability and the responsibility to make sure your child is educated, can read and comprehend what they are reading. Uh, for my kids, me, myself, I think now the older ones, they realize what I was saying all of those years where they just wanted to blow through their homework and not give a care. They understand now because a lot of them are, are well, two of them are out in the world and, and the younger two are getting ready to get out into the world in about two or three more years. And I have a 10 uh, a year old that's going to be going out into the world years from now. But I, I'm thinking and I'm realizing in my interaction and talking with them, they're understanding. Yeah, I was a bit of a overbearing. But I had to. There's no way I could see them going out into the world and not being prepared. The same way it was explained to me when I was their age or their ages. Um, like I said, when I see these people that come into the, this, when I interact with these folks and, and, and I understand or I catch a whip uh, and I'm like, wait a minute, they, they can't read or they don't understand what they're reading. And I, I have to explain, it 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 throws you, it throws me. It just does because I'm looking, I'm like, you're an adult, you can't read like I said, I'm not trying to be a, a sound like a blowhard or, or something arrogant or, or, or what have you, or even trying to sound like it's a naivete on my part, but it just totally blows my mind. It throws me that, folks, especially minorities, after everything we've been through, uh, don't really see or understand the importance of an education, a self-education even. You know, a college isn't for everyone. Everyone's not going to be an academic scholar. But at least to hold your composure when you're out in public interacting with folks, and and you, I just don't understand how you can you can't see the need or the importance of you being able to learn how to 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 read and understand and comprehend what you're saying. Uh, like I said, maybe it's just me. Uh, a lot of people weren't raised like I was. A lot of people that that are adults haven't been through the things that I've been through. But I can tell you, it it could be as simple as you, like I said, interacting day to day with folks and you're not being able to understand what someone is reading or or what you're reading or even what someone is saying when they don't use a word that you're familiar with, with or a phrase that you're not familiar with. And you're stumped and you're standing there and you're looking like a deer caught in headlights and that person is trying to explain something to you and they're looking at you like, "Why? what in the world is wrong with you? At at that point in time, even in my life, younger, I I realized and I understood, okay, now I understand what mom Dukes was talking about as a minority, because this this article, it goes in depth and into great detail about the minority side of being illiterate and the literacy rate is just astounding to me. Uh, Like I said, I'm... I don't know where where I think the problem is. uh, Us as individuals, we don't see the importance of an education. We use the Internet, but we use it in a limited, limited capacity. And that is a huge problem because that factors into that literacy rate. Also, the Internet can be used for any and everything you want it to to be used for. It can be used for something productive. it's all about how you choose to use the internet. I choose to use it for uh, being productive. Uh, there's a lot of things I, I spend. Yeah, I spend quite a bit of time on the internet, but I just ain't on those social media sites. I'm on news sites. I'm on any and everything. Whatever interests me and and, and whatever it, it, it grasps my uh, attention, I'm on it. A lot of times people are telling me something about something they saw on a social media feed and, and I'm looking like, okay, whatever. Uh, did you check this one out over here? Uh, and they're looking like, "What are you talking about? Why are you talking like that?" Hey, I read a lot. <laughs> I just do. Uh, a lot, throws a lot of people off because my physical appearance, and 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 then when they hear what I'm saying, they're looking like, "This fool, I suppose." Hey, you gotta take some initiative for yourself. Uh, we can't rely on the government total, totally. Like I always say, stop relying on the government to, to spoon feed you. Because we all know when the government spoon feeds you, if, if the government re- truly, really, and truly wanted to do something about this literacy rate, they would have done something a long time ago, long before uh, uh, you know the, the the race thing came about or the class thing. They would have done something a long time ago. So it, it ain't just uh, a certain political group. It's all of them, Democrat and Republican. They really wanted to do something about this literacy rate. They would have done something a long time ago. So uh, the article says that uh, education is oftentimes used to uh, hold folks back. Yeah, it is because you being able to comprehend, you being able to read, you're being able to understand what's going on around you. You might not give them that vote, so if they keep you in a a, a docile, timid state where you can't read or you can read to an extent and you can't comprehend. They got your hook, 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 line and sinker and they can do whatever they want to because you don't see the importance of reading. That's just a skinny on that. Just is, just is. I'm gonna get on out of here. I got to get ready for work. I got to get ready for work. Well, that's all for me today. And I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this morning. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response, and I would love to hear your voice. I want, by so offer feedback. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio, Public, Verbal, and WordPress. And wherever you are streaming, hit that like and subscribe button so you can be notified when I drop these podcasts keep you in the loop. And as always, thank you for listening. This is Stephen Carnegie for this is just a thought. Amen.